everybody, this is, according to Callus, this is going to be part three on the trifecta of Christian rock that, quite frankly, saved me a lot of headache, I guess, in my lifetime, by none other than the band Petra. And this is, in my opinion, the best album they made, probably until their last album. Probably. And, and, and I... They've got a couple that let me down a little bit, but this is awesome. It's just how I'm going to put it. I love this album. I, I This is the one where I wore out the tape player, or the tape, I should say. So, beat the system, man. <clears throat> so we've got, again, Bob Hartman, basically rolled the whole album they took a song (laughs) from a secular band and added some uh lyrics to it god uh, gave rock and roll to you which uh i think it was the band argent did it and they actually did it the first time and come and join us back in 1977 but they redid it and it they they give all the credit to russ ballard as the uh, the um, I'm sorry, the writer, but it does contain lyrics not heard in the original Argent version. I guess that's a um, fair way to put it. Okay, so sadly, there were recordings of some of the songs that they never finished and didn't release that would have been on this, and because the way they write it, they're they're very similar kind of thematic songs. So. 10 songs, Beat the System, Computer Brains, Clean, It Is Finished. Okay, now, I'm sorry, we're going to come back to it, but I just got to say, that is probably my absolute favorite song that they ever did, okay? Voice in the Wind, God Gave Rock and Roll to You, Witch Hunt, Hollow Eyes, and then Speak to the Sky. Now, if anybody knows me, you'll know where that comes from. Or what the hell that's relevant to me. And then the last song, Adonai. Okay. So, there are a number of songs here that rate being mentioned. And probably quick lyrics go over. Again. The theme of the music. the, the Even the little change. I mean, it went more of a synth kind of sound, I guess, is what they call it. I don't know. I don't know. It sounded like rock and roll to me, but they said it's more of a synth rock and you know, whatever it was put up for a Grammy for a gospel performance. And I mean, if you want to call this gospel, more power to you, right? (laughs) Okay. So beat the system, computer brains, and then clean. All right. I'm going to skip the first two only because I don't have near enough time to go over all the lyrics that are involved in this. And I'm just going to get lost in it if I do. So here we go. Clean. And this this is important. This is this is one of these songs that um, it's a recurring theme in my mind. And then it's based on 1 John 1.19 and John 15.3. Again, remember I mentioned all their songs reference back to scripture. So here we go. You may see me stumble. You might. You may see me fall. You may see me cornered with my back against the wall. Maybe incognito. Maybe out to lunch. Maybe caught red-handed. Or maybe just a hunch. 
but I'm clean, clean, clean before my Lord. I'm clean, clean, clean before my Lord, like a spotless lamb. I'm blameless in his sight, with no trace of wrong left to right. I'm clean, clean, clean. I'm sorry, but that's pretty declarative. That's just right there. And then here we go. Kneeling in the closet, begging daily bread. There may be a skeleton hanging overhead. Where are my accusers? None to be found. They all dropped their stones when the master came around. Again, very declarative. Can't, I mean, references back to the story where the, the adulterous woman was going to be stoned. And she's like, well, hey, guys, before you do that, maybe you ought to consider these things. Just by writing in the dirt. I've missed the mark. I can't deny it. I don't condone or justify it. But I've done nothing that his blood can't wash away when I take it to the cross and start to pray. And then it goes back into the refrain. And again, just like I've said, I know I've done things. I've just come short. And I'm, but man, it's just the fact that this ringing around in the back of my head is a reassuring thing. I mean, how can you not? Now I'm going to skip over the next song in the line here because, I mean, I, I'll come back to it. And I, I could mention God gave rock and roll to you, but man, I, I think everybody knows about that. But we're going to go to Witch Hunt. Now, Witch Hunt's important to me. And again, it's based on 1 Timothy 4, 7 and Titus 3, 9. The idea was there were so many people hunting for the bad things. Nobody was looking at what was positive, what good things were. So let me just roll through some of these lyrics here. Everybody look, there's a new bandwagon in town. Hop on board and let the wind carry you around. Seems like there's not enough to keep us busy till the Lord comes back. Don Quixote's got to have another one, a windmill to attack. Another witch hunt, looking for evil wherever we can find it. Off on a tangent, hope the Lord won't mind it. Another witch hunt, taking a break from our gospel labor. On a crusade, but we forgot our saber. I mean... Crusading against what? What's the relevance? And is a crusader much of a crusader without a saber? I mean, think of the thought that went into this. There's a new way to spend all of our energies when we're up in arms instead of down on our knees. Walking over dollars, trying to find another dime. Never mind the souls, because we really haven't got the time. Again, another call out to the church. Do your job. Focus on the main issues. So send out the dogs and tally-ho before we sleep tonight. We've got miles to go. No one is safe. No stones left unturned. And we won't stop until somebody gets burned. Huh. I'm sorry, but that just, just the thought of that, it's like, what about misplaced priorities is in place here? What, what about everything holding back to what you're supposed to be focused on directly following this was hollow eyes and i gotta say this this was especially moving to me when i was real young and now i look back and i listen to it and i'm like okay yeah that's still a really good song and it doesn't maybe have the grip that it once had on me but it's based on matthew 25 35 through 48 just talking about different things and how 
if we would do here, I'm just going to get the refrain. That I think that's really the most important thing here. The least of these is hungry. The least of these is sick. The least of these needs clothing. The least of these needs drink. The least of these knows sorrow. The least of these knows grief. The least of these has suffered pain. And Jesus is his name. Do you dare to gaze into his hollow eyes? Is he staring back at you with his hollow eyes? And then it refrains. I'm sorry, but... If you can't, if you can listen to that and just ignore what is, I, I can't help you. I, I I'm sorry. It, it's one of the reasons why, no matter how politically as adamant I am about certain things, I can never just turn my back on people that are hurt and people that need things. If I'm in a position to do something to help, I mean, just it's not right. You're not doing. You're you're not doing anything. For the Lord, clearly. All right, now, again, this kind of poetry, and, and interestingly enough, it doesn't have <laughs> the scripture references up here. I would say this is a safe bet and amalgam of the uh, synoptic gospels. Uh, and because everything that's in here is clearly mentioned in the gospels. So here we go. Boy, I'm going to have to try real hard not to break into the music in my head on this. In the heat of the early morning, on the hill they called a skull, the roaring of the angry mob had settled to a lull. All eyes were cast upon the man whose hands and feet were bound. They saw him cry in anguish when they heard that hammer pound. Now think about if you saw the passion. You know, Mel Gibson's got that. Okay, thank you. They saw the bloody woven thorns with which his head was crowned. They watched the bloody cross of wood be dropped into the ground. And the soldiers gambled for his clothes, and they watched them win and lose. They saw the sign above his head that said, King of the Jews. Then again, it is finished, and the sky grew black as the night. It is finished, and the people scattered in fright. The work had been done. Redemption had been won. The war was over without a fight. It is finished. They searched his face for anger, for vengeance in his stare. Instead of eyes that burned with hate, a look of love was there. He prayed for their forgiveness and bowed his battered head. And no one knew the meaning of the final words he said. Then it kicks back into, it is finished. And the sky grew black as the night. It is finished. And the people scattered in fright. The work had been done. Redemption had been won. The war was over without a fight. The provision has been made. The foundation has been laid. He paid the ransom due and he tore the temple veil in two. And he'd opened up the way for me and you. It is finished. Now again, I... This... this To me, this is... <laughs> this is the song of their entire book of music. This song is, in my mind, darn near perfect in its performance and its delivery of the story of this sacrifice here. And it's rousing and it's exciting to think about it because, you know, the work was done. But now, it's conquering. 
Oh, well, I guess, interestingly enough, I... <laughs> there's another... There's a... I guess it'd be fair to say there is a, a quasi-second trifecta, of the also of the 80s, and then we jump into the... I guess I would call it the trifecta of the 90s, even though it's... Yeah, I guess it starts 1990. And we'll get there. We'll get there. I mean, the, these guys are just... They... they 35 years of just excellent music. And you, you, can, you can disagree with me all you want, but I'm telling you, this stuff was instrumental in keeping my head on straight when I was a kid. They were instrumental in bringing me back and grounding myself when I was off in the service. And boy, I, you know, I I actually did get to meet John Schlitt at a uh, concert. Um, I want to say it was their farewell. No, I'm sorry. It was, uh, was one, one before that. And I just went and told him, I said, man, I don't, I want you to know how important your music was to me and how helpful it was in, you know, my life. Now, of course, John Schlitt probably meets thousands of people at any given time. He doesn't know me from Adam. And he goes, man, I'm really glad to hear that. I'm, I'm, you know, I, I, that's good to know. Now, he may say that to everybody, but he didn't have to say anything. He just said, thank you. I mean, it was just a little something. I mean, not that big a deal, but this, this music really was meaningful to me and helped a lot. And my poor daughters, they must have heard every album rattle through the car so many times when they were young kids. And the best part about it is when the last album came out, my nieces, my nephew, my daughters, they were all singing along to it. Because my younger brother was at that first concert with me way back in 1986. And while he wasn't, I guess, the pet head that his big brother turned out to be, he enjoyed it too. And he brought it to his kids. And I mean, multi-generational Petra family. What can I say? Hey, but really, the idea is Petra means rock. The rock was Jesus, a.k.a. Peter received that name, but the rock on which we stand is Jesus. And if you don't remember that, this music is what helped me remember it. This music got me through a lot of tough stuff. And I got to give credit where credit's due. And, I, and the fact that I haven't done this yet after I'm you know well over 150 episodes here, I mean, I, I might have done a single song at some point in the past. I, you know, I just want to give... This, I want to put this out there. I want people to know. But when you listen to me, when you hear me, you'll hear these references or you'll you'll hear me talk about something that happened in the past. And this is a huge part of it. And so I give you this little key to understanding some of the things where I'm coming from for my long-term benefit, but for also for you to understand. So listen, this is part three of the first trifecta, if you will, the trifecta of the 80s. And uh, at some point in the future, I'll come back and catch the trifecta of the 90s. And um, this has been a lot of fun. I hope that you all enjoyed it. And 
I guess at some point I'll tell some of the stories of uh, my childhood that kind of pushed me to need this. Well, until then, this is According to Callus. Uh, Thank you for joining me, and I will see you on the other side.